Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts, and this is another episode of the Readily Random Podcast. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Readily Random Podcast. We are flying high today because we continue this uh, this collaborative effort with Podmax and with Propelify. And, you know, I was doing some research to find out more about our guest today. And uh, over on his LinkedIn, uh, there's like one sentence that said it all. So I'm just going to give you that sentence. He is the founder of companies. He's the organizer of innovators. He's the learner of information and the combatter of closed-mindedness. His goal is to empower innovators and entrepreneurs who propel the future. He's none other than Aaron Price. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, Larry. Thanks for having me. Love the intro. Wasn't that awesome? That was awesome. (laughs) I thought you might get a kick out of that. I wasn't sure, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there, and we're going to see how how it works out. So I always wondered if anybody actually read that line. Yeah, yeah. I I liked it. I read that. I was like, okay, forget all this other stuff I was going to say. That's it right there. That nailed nice. it. So, well, Aaron, man, you know, you're doing a lot of great things. You've been doing a lot of great things for several years with Propelify. You mind stepping back just a little bit and telling us about Propelify and, and what it is and, and what it means to you? Sure. Propelify is, it's an event, but it's really a community of people who do partly what you mentioned there, propel ideas into action. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've been around lots of entrepreneurs. and We'll get into kind of why. And I find the big difference between the, those who succeed and those who don't quite make it is their ability to propel those ideas into action. And there are a lot of people who say, hey, have, oh, I've got the next great TikTok or Facebook or whatever else. And most of these ideas are not that complicated, but the execution and one's ability to rally a team, to maintain momentum, to weather the storm. There's a lot of metaphors around think about an airplane and propelling and turbulence, et cetera, and the team that I think hold true in entrepreneurship. And so for me, Propelify is about bringing together that community. What it is itself is actually, until this year, a live event with 8,000 people, two live stages of talks. People like your audience may know, people like Gary Vee has spoken and Bobby Brown and Governor you know, New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy and Ariana Huffington. And I mean, the list goes on. We get about 100 speakers each year. And the goal is to inspire and educate entrepreneurs to help them build their businesses faster. And so there's also, you know, besides the two stages of content, we've got exhibitors, we've got drone races, we have creative things like we did interviews on a Ferris wheel, we do fireworks, music, food, drinks. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a business conference. And that's a lot of fun. It kind of sounds, and I've heard it described this way, as the, uh, the South by Southwest of tech. I, I think that's a great affiliation. You know, I think we do our own thing, and I'm happy with our own thing. But, I, you know, South by has created a fantastic brand. And if people think of us as anything like that, then I'm a happy guy. Awesome. That's great, man. So, you know, what got you into entrepreneurship? Did you just, you're not big on having a boss. You you want to do your own thing. The freedom that entrepreneurship provides. Sorry, I talk a lot, Aaron. That's why I'm a podcaster. You know what I mean? (laughs) The freedom, I'll tell you the answer to your question in a minute, but the freedom is is a false promise. If you're listening to this right now and you have a a somewhat regular nine to five-ish job, you have the most freedom. You may not have as much financial freedom as you may like, but mentally you can go to work at nine-ish, you can come home at five-ish, and again, even if this is virtually like your sense of accountability, even if you're enormously ambitious and responsible, 
ends around that time frame, you probably don't feel accountable to payroll. And, and I don't mean to accuse anybody of not being a very you know, high-performing professional, but it's a, there's a certain amount of uh, um, comfort you have in receiving a paycheck and not having to worry about producing that paycheck. I think entrepreneurship is, is a big misconception about the freedom that it comes with it because getting to a place where you're comfortably and reliably paying your employees and you're comfortably and reliably supporting your family is a very long road between starting whatever business you get into and having what I think is like the over-celebrated you know, press headline of XYZ company gets acquired for $75 billion. Like most don't end that way. And even those that do, even with the financial riches that come out of those deals, there is, you know, there are a lot of scars along the way. So I, I don't, I want to, you know, part of, I like to make sure people going into this industry understand how challenging it can be as a career choice. You're thinking about it well beyond those hours of, you know, after five and before nine, it nearly killed my marriage. I mean, it's a very challenging lifestyle. So anyway, what got me into it, I think, was I've always been kind of a, a dealer type, always looking for, you know, the margins on opportunity. My dad was a psychiatrist and, and he worked very late hours. And it was always apparent to me that he could not generate more income than his hours allowed, you know, for his individual service business. And I was hoping to provide a lifestyle for myself where I would have more flexibility and more ownership into my time with the ability to also scale beyond just, you know, what a service business can, can, can do. So long answer, but I think I got into it because I was trying to create a little bit different and we certainly had a nice life. I have nothing to complain about, but I was trying to create a little bit different of an infrastructure for my own, my own family life. That's cool. You know, and I have the utmost respect for what you just said, as far as the definition of quote unquote freedom within entrepreneurship. I'm actually giving a, a presentation here in a few hours that is titled the podcast profit pipe dream. Yes. And so many people think that you can jump into podcasting and just start crushing it and making all kinds of money. And there's all these opportunities, but they forget to look at the same things you just mentioned there. And that is the constant hours of input. There is no start and end time. It's you are there for your audience. You're there for your guests. You're there for all aspects of creating, editing, uh, distributing, and marketing. You name it. It's everywhere in the podcast space. So it's great that you mentioned that, yeah. that you have that same perspective. And, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to get your take on it real quick. Thing, by the way, I'm sure you have a lot of you know friends who see like the Joe Rogan experience getting acquired for whatever. 100 million. Yes, sir. Yeah. And they're probably like, you know, oh, that's easy. I could do that. You know, just hang out with interesting people and interview them. And there is so much. More. It's it's it, that is an entrepreneurial. You know, your your podcast is in many ways your business, mm -hmm. and it takes the same hustle as a more traditional retail or e-commerce business or anything else. I mean, these things do not happen overnight. and take a tremendous amount of work. And things like your opener, you know, go listen to seventy five podcasts and hear the differences between the sound quality, the opening. You know, the, your opening package, which is subtle, but makes a difference to the experience of the show. Like these things take a lot of time to create and, and build an audience around. So I, I, hopefully people will respect that. That's cool, man. So, you know, and it's funny you brought up Joe Rogan because he's actually, the, that whole discussion is one of my slides later on today. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there's so much to entrepreneurship that starts, I think it starts back when we're kids, man. And it, you, you develop this sense of, self-worth and you want to do whatever is necessary to uh, fulfill that perception of your own worth. And sometimes that nine to five gig, while it does allow more freedom than many people want to give it credit for, it doesn't give that level of fulfillment. 
And I, I think with what you're doing with Propelify is it's opening opportunities or creating opportunities and opening doors for individuals to pursue that fulfillment and even achieve that fulfillment. That's certainly the goal. The reason that I started this company was because I have had several businesses over the last, you know, 20 years and, you know, one went real well, a couple went sideways, but I think I would have had very different outcomes if I was surrounded by other really smart entrepreneurs. And so I got into this because I started something called the New Jersey Tech Meetup. I live in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I was tired of crossing the river to New York for all these events. So in 2010, I started the New Jersey Tech Meetup thinking I'll get 20 people in a room to share what we're working on. First one's 80, the next one's 120, and it just kind of kept growing. It's still today state's largest group of entrepreneurs. That inspired the idea for something much larger for the region, which was this event for Pelify. And it was actually acquired last year by an organization called the New Jersey Technology Council. It's about a 25-year-old organization built to do some similar things, but they were focused more on corporate. We were focused more on startups, and a merger made a lot of sense. But you know, my first real tech company was in 1998. I was at the University of Maryland, and we started a company that was called Deliver You, which basically does what Seamless.com does today, online food ordering for restaurants. And you know, very different world back then, flip phones, and I had a little pager, we were faxing and orders, and it was a whole, it was a very fun, but kind of crazy experience. And had I been surrounded by the group that I'm surrounded by today, it would have turned into seamless. I have no doubt in my mind. And I, I've made plenty of my own mistakes, but I think the right, you know, guidance and network and community would have helped me understand where this could have gone and how much bigger it could have been than, than what it was, and where the flaws were in our business model, which there were quite a few. So I, that, that's why I'm such a big believer in these kinds of communities. It, it, you know, it's fun. You meet some interesting people, and, and I believe in that too. But I also think you can help people save real mistakes that will make them significantly more successful. Yeah, you know, it, it boils down to relationships, right? I mean, it's the same in the podcasting game. You build relationships that eventually can lead to opportunities. It can lead to uh, eye-opening experiences. And it can lead to collaborative efforts like we're seeing between Podmax and Propelify today. How long has Propelify been going? This uh, in two weeks is our is our next event. Or for your listeners, it might be next week. They can register for free this year. It's virtual and uh, fully online at Propelify.com. P-R-O-P-E-L-I-F-Y. This is our fifth annual event, our first digital event. What are the differences you're already seeing uh, between the live event and the virtual event? And I ask that because there's some obvious differences there, of course. But over the last, what, six months, I've attended a number of online festivals and online conferences, some of which still had a feeling of in-person. Like you take the PodMax events, for instance, and no, I don't work for PodMax. I just happen to know those guys. But that event feels like an actual conference, the networking, the, the personalities that are there, it just makes it feel genuine. Now there's some others that I'm not going to drop any names, but there's some others that didn't provide that same level of warmth and hospitality that I find at the pod and other events as well. So what do you see as the differences and what are you doing to try to maintain that somewhat of an in-person feel. It's really been a challenge for us because I agree with you. And I think there's, uh, you know, I, I think Podmax's event was like 40 or so people. I think there's a threshold. They were using Zoom within Zoom that works to create that feeling of, of, uh, of connectivity. You know, our event normally brings 8,000 people together. And we have all these creative activations, as we call them, around the event to, to drive a sense of community and fun in the context of a business conference. 
frankly, we've been really struggling with how to recreate that online because tools currently don't exist to do a lot of the things that we like to do. And so uh, we're, we're, we're leading with interesting content with hosts around sessions to make sure we drive, like, you know, how, how PodMax really has sort of an MC for the, the session or in our case for the day, make sure we drive connectivity. Uh, we're gamifying certain certain elements of the event. But I'll admit it's a challenge. I mean, I'm, I'm eager to get back in person. I'm also, you know, we're mulling over about, you know, what, what software opportunities exist in the events world to drive better engagement. Because it's very, you know, distraction, if you, if you follow Gary Vee, that only talks about trading attention. You know, where both of us are inches away from our keyboards in a way that if you're at an event, you're typically not. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you're, maybe you're inches away from your phone, which is enough of a distraction, but this is a whole new thing. And so, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's, he's showing yeah, me Yeah, I'm holding it up. Sorry, who, folks, you couldn't hear yeah. that. But <laughs> so, so, you know, I think a lot about gamification and how to drive engagement and how to build real relationships. It's Doing this digitally is, is challenging. We're introducing a wellness thing in the morning. We're doing a bunch of speed networking that's one-on-one and some of it's random and sort of, you know, a roulette style. We're using platform called Hopin that you may have come across that does some of these things. What was, that, what was the name of the platform again? Because I was going to ask that. Yeah, it's called Hopin. I think the website's hopin.to. Okay. I, I, you know, side note, I think we're in the like Betamax, MS-DOS, super early stage of the software platforms for events. I think five years from now, you're going to say Zoom. I've never heard of it. And there's going to be a very different infrastructure. I do. Very different infrastructure for how people host meetings and events that's going to be significantly more engaging. You know, it's interesting because I've, I've been to a couple of events, one in person and one that was all digital just last month, I believe it was, that used the Whova platform. Have you seen Whova? I haven't. Let's check it out. It's tremendous, dude. W-H-O-V-A. And it's spectacular. Probably one of the, from what I've seen, it's the best platform that's out there for doing what you're doing. PodFest is one of the events that I attended that used the Whova app for everything. And it was, a, it was a, there was over 5,000 attendees at this virtual conference and it was tremendous. It, there, there's chat features, there's connection features, there's, you can schedule your events. You can, as a, as a user, as an attendee, you can create your own agenda. I mean, there's tracks that you can create, you name it. Everything that you want for an event and building a digital event is right there in Whova. No, not affiliated. No, not advertising for them. Just telling you my experience with the app, and it's something you might want to look at. That. So, I've looked at as many as I can find. This one hasn't come up, so I appreciate it. Yeah, that. man, check it out. So how long is, it, is the event going to be? It's a five-day gig? It's a five-day event. The, the theme this year is building a better future for all. I think most software companies are in some way trying to build a better future with whatever their improvement on, on some process is. And so we have a five-day event with each day on a different theme. The first day is better together around inclusivity and social justice and how the tech world might be more aware of some of the issues that we're, you know, that we're, that we're involved in or creating. We've got a damn better wellness, better planet, better connected, which is a smart cities focus, and better beta, which is all startup content. We've got some awesome speakers. We've got people like Al Roker, we have the, the founder of Jet, Mark Laurie, that sold to Walmart. If anyone's familiar with that, $3 billion deal. We have, uh, again, Governor Murphy and this year his wife, First Lady Tammy Murphy, on investing in uh, women founders. They help bring an organization called Golden Seeds, which is a really active women's angel network in New Jersey. The CEO of, of uh, PSENG, the big utility here. The global president of Verizon. The, you know, the fa- co-founder of Chief, the women's network, if anyone's familiar with that. Really, in the lineup, it goes on and on. It's a really, really strong lineup. 
and I'm really excited about how it's coming together. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds. Full founder of Square, by the way, is another one that confirmed recently. So it's going to be wow. Great. It definitely sounds like yeah. you have a tremendous lineup ready for all you, all of your attendees. My my question next would be: It sounds like you, you're you're really focused on uh, obviously tech, but is it are you focused primarily on larger tech, or is this something for the the smaller startups as well? Definitely for the smaller startups. Our goal is to put content on stage and to create opportunities for you to network with early stage companies, and in some cases, it's how to get involved and sell to or work with some of the bigger companies. So, for instance, I mentioned the the CEO of PSG speaking. One of the one of the one of the partnerships we're doing with them is giving fifty thousand dollars away to an early stage startup that's affecting the, a, a clean tech future. And so, in this case, we're looking to bring in early stage entrepreneurs into, to work with PSCG, which, as someone who has been an early stage entrepreneur myself many times, really can appreciate the value of us handing someone a potential client with cash, no strings attached. So that's one. Hackensack Meridian Health is a, the largest health hospital system in New Jersey. Similar thing with them, where we're working with their program, they call it the Bears Den, that invests in early stage health companies to bring opportunities to entrepreneurs. So in many ways, you know, with Verizon, same thing, we're doing a 5G challenge to bring startups into retail environments that Verizon will help subsidize to help retailers get a, get back on their feet since you know, the effects of the pandemic. So it's very much about creating connectivity in the business community and bringing the technology companies to, you know, when we talk about helping you build your business faster, if we can hand you Verizon as a potential client, if we can hand you PSCG, Hackensack Marine Health, there's investor speed dating where we have you in the room with very active VCs and angels. So we want to surround entrepreneurs with the resources that they can that they can leverage to grow. That would be a tremendous opportunity. I can't imagine what I would do. Actually, I can and I have. Uh, imagine what I would do with 50 Gs to, to push the podcast. So that is definitely a tremendous opportunity. What is some of the tech? Because obviously everybody's had to adjust. Everybody's had to, to change their perspective on how they do day-to-day business. What is some of the tech that's out there right now that has you the most excited for entrepreneurs? For entrepreneurs. Yeah, that, I, I might have stumped you there. We didn't do any of this pre, no, you didn't stump pre-show. No, I, so. That's all right. I'm, <laughs> that's okay. I, you know, I'm big into process, so I might, I might change your question and answer it a little bit differently. But That's fine. If people follow uh, any productivity gurus, there's somebody who's a little bit lesser known in the space named Ari Mizell. His, his, wife, his website is letsdoing.com. He's all about helping entrepreneurs maximize their efficiency and productivity by leveraging tools, which is what, why I thought of him in response to the question. So for many years, I set up all sorts of productivity hacks where like if something certain, you know, certain thing happened on social media, it added it automatically to a Google Sheet, which ended up creating a list of all, you know, a summary of content that I could then send out to a group of people and it would auto-create the newsletter. So I, I think creating processes, that left, there are so many tools now, I don't know if people know Zapier or IFTTT that create triggers based on action. And so I think that entrepreneurs really need to think about, are they spending every minute of their time most effectively? If they're not, how can they leverage technology to do it? So Zapier and IFTTT are good tools for that. I think the number one tool that I use is, is very basic. That is probably the most impactful, which is a tool called followupthen.com. Most people looking to drive sales drop the follow-up necessary to drive that sale forward. I think the average sale requires like eight follow-up contacts of some kind. Wow. Follow-up then, I think I said followupthen.cc. It's actually followupthen.com. Uh, follow-up then is a tool where you can BCC an email address. The email address is like one day at follow-up then, three days at followupthen.com. If you and I were emailing, if I was trying to get your attention, I would BCC this this scheduler tool, which is basically what it 
is. And if you don't write me back in those number of days, it surfaces back in my inbox. So I automatically follow up with you. And I, daily, it brings up, you know, five or 10 more reminders and I get them out. And it is the number one reason I've sold some massive, you know, very large six and seven figure contracts because it's, I've stayed on top of the sale. So followupthen.com is a very basic tool, a big fan. And I happen to learn about that from Ari. Oh, very cool. I, I, you know, I think that would come in handy. I, I remember there's a job that I had that I wanted really bad. I was from a small town and I wanted to move down to Dallas. And uh, obviously I'm in Texas, if you know where Dallas is. And I was trying to get down there out of this, this small town that I was in. And I had found a company that, that seemed like it was a good fit. And I literally interviewed seven times. And I would not have had that seventh interview to get the job had my girl at the time go, hey, dude, just give him one more call. One more call. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I've called six times. And I've been down there six times. A lot of times I just walk in the door. They go, thanks for coming in. Then I turn around and drive all the way back home. But that seventh time, that, that just seems to be the magic number, man, because that's when they brought me in. I got to move to the big city and, and you know, and life changed for me from that perspective forward. So something yeah. to inspire you to do that on your own uh, is, is, it sounds like a great tool and I'm definitely going to check that one out. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Persistence matters. What do you see for the future? Not just for today. Do you see... I know there's some events that are already planning to go back live next year. I know PodFest is planning to go live in June of next year. I'm sure there's others that are going to follow suit. Are you seeing Propelify jump back into the, to the live space? And if so, do you still anticipate supplementing with smaller virtual gatherings? Propelify was acquired by this organization, the New Jersey Tech Council. We've rebranded that organization as Tech United. And so Tech United create, runs a variety of programs throughout the year. Propelify is now one of those, of those programs, one of those events. I expect we will continue to do a lot online to have the impact. That I, last year, before I got into the organization, the, the organization, New Jersey Tech Council, ran about 100 events offline. A relatively small group of people. That's a lot of work. So I've always been advocating for driving us to be more digital. In fact, we were using a variety of tools like Zoom to do town halls and things prior to the pandemic. I definitely foresee us continuing to do that regardless of uh, what the world looks like in, in 21. I would love to be back in person if it's safe. Right now, we're not planning on it, but I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that we can bring people together, you know, several thousand people together safely and, and do what we do. Because there's, as much as I'm a technology advocate, it's not the same as I'm, I'm sure you'd agree as being together with people. Right. There's, there's so no I'd love to see that happen. Right. There's, there's, you, you can't. No matter how good the platform is, you can't supplement reality. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. Yeah. Leave it to Elon. He'll probably come up with something. We'll get a little chip. We'll all be hanging out together at the next Propelify event just via chip. But who knows? You know, and, and I, I wonder. I wonder what the impact is overall from a user perspective. Do you think that people will start to flock back to live events? You know, I'm envisioning that once it really is safe, to do things like this. There will be a bunch of massive like coming out parties and I'm hoping that Propelify or something like that, it coming out in a different kind of way, but a, a giant get together party that brings people together at serious scale. And I'm sure we'll do something like that. I also think the upside of what we've experienced here is not everything has to be in person and we can create real value and we can create meaningful relationships remotely. And especially for those of the larger corporates where culturally maybe they weren't quite sure if it's going to work and we're, you know, it's got to be in person all the time. I think many of them, this is, this has accelerated their comfort with 
what I think the future of work looks like. And so I think that's a benefit that, you know, New Jersey is a big state. You know, tech, it's, we, our organization is Tech United New Jersey, and we're focused around this region. But now I can serve other markets in a way that we were, that were more challenged to serve because we don't have to go four hours away to get there. Texas is another great example of that, right? So while I, you know, I think there's going to be a, a good mix and an important need for in-person, but a strong compliment, like I don't think this goes away. You know, I think that this this continues. And for meetings where it's, it's not as much of a must-have to be in person, I think we've proven society can move forward and, and the economy can move forward by using tools like Zoom and others. Yeah, that's, that's, that's some good insight coming from someone that has the experience level that you have. Uh, are you always, in, is Propelify always in Jersey? It has been so far, yes. We, we For those who aren't aware of the, of, of the geography, I live in Hoboken. We're right across the Hudson River from New York City. It's a big, beautiful park here called Puree Park that has this backdrop of New York City. And in 2012 or 13, maybe, I saw Mumford & Sons play a concert on this pier. And I was like, this is the most insane venue ever. If I ever do a big tech event, it's got to be here. Like, why aren't we doing more of this? Yeah. Because you have this incredible backdrop on the water of, you know, looking at New York City. And so when I decided to go all in on Propelify and I build up a nice relationship with the town here, that's, that's exactly what we did. There's no intention to leave. There's certainly, you know, somebody wants to launch Propelify Texas and hit me up and we can talk about it. Obviously, you got enough going on with South by, but, you know, there's, there's, I always saw it as, make it excellent and have that impact the region, but not, and I do like New Jersey, but not like I'm gung ho New Jersey. Let's do something here. Cause we got to raise a profile in New Jersey. It started with just make it great. And it'll happen to be here and we'll elevate the region, you know, along with it. And that's worked pretty well. You know, and I wonder if, if that model is, I'm, I don't want to say easier. I want to say maybe more practical to approach for some of the larger conferences. I see conferences in the podcasting space that go all over. They're bouncing here, they're bouncing there, they're bouncing. And they don't have any sort of built-in setup. So they're starting from scratch. They're starting from the ground up each and every time they hold their event. And sometimes they hold one, two, three events a year. And like you said, that's a lot of work. But with the digital space that we're working in now, I don't know that it's really relevant where you're actually holding your event. I don't think it really matters, right? And you can use tools. You know, if you're talking about somebody in the early stage of a conference or the early stage of podcasting, try to get traction. See if it works. Get people online on Zoom. Try to get people into maybe a Slack group or a Facebook group or whatever tool you like the most and see if there's really a community building before you invest the, the time and significant amount of money it may require you to to work with a venue to do something in person because it, it is a lot of work. I'm all for it. But now there are ways to de-risk that endeavor and to do the first one or all of them online to show, all right, there's a real model here and then bring people together in person. But I don't, I don't think it, you know, I think that's, that's exactly the point, right? We don't have to think about, Hey, I want to do an event. All right. I got to get a venue and catering and all this stuff. Right now it's going to be, I want to do an event. All right. I'm going to, and I, you know, I don't mean to bash zoom. I think zoom's great. I just think we have ways to go. You fire up Zoom, you, you run your event, you do it well. Like It's the content that matters the most. It's run a good quality event, be prepared, know your format, know how you're going to engage people. But then the, you know, the walls and around the room at a conference hall or the, the software you're using like Zoom, like they matter a lot less. People are there for value. And whether they're doing that, however they're doing it, and now it's more convenient to do it through Zoom, do that. 
So you, you mentioned everybody's there for, for the value of the conference. And you because you're online, you mentioned earlier that the uh, you can sign up and you can attend free of charge right now. Are there other levels that you can come in at for additional content or replayable content or anything like that? Yeah, there is a there is a VIP ticket where you can get access to the full library and become a member to the Tech United organization and get potential opportunities to be invited into some smaller engagements to be with some of the speakers in a more intimate setting versus just generally in the room and get some more dedicated uh, time. So there, there are some possibilities for, for a VIP experience. Very cool. So where do people go to find out more about the event? They learn more at techunited.co or propelify.com. P-R-O-P-E-L-I-F-Y.com. And where do people find out more about you? You you obviously have a tremendous story. I got to imagine that, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I had a hard time finding you. I mean, I found you in multiple places, but I didn't find a lot of information about you, like in one consolidated space. So if I wanted to find out who is this Aaron Price guy with Propelify? LinkedIn should be the place that has the most relevant information for the business community. So, you know, I think it's slash AR Price for, for my LinkedIn URL. Okay. I'm active, somewhat active on, on Twitter, but LinkedIn's probably the best bet. Cool deal. So everybody head out to LinkedIn and check it out. Aaron, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap this thing up? No, man, I'm good. I really appreciate you having me on. I hope I'll, I'll see people virtually at, uh, at Propelify. You know, register, it's free, and get some really, really great content and a really great community to, to help you build your business. I have no doubt. I already know several people that are planning on attending, and uh, I'll definitely jump in there as well and and see what I can learn, man. I'm always open to new and exciting things. So, Aaron, thank you so very much, man. I appreciate it. It's been a great morning, a great opportunity to talk to you. And I can't wait to share this. What would we say? It's coming out the, the last Tuesday of the month, which I think is the 26th, something like that. So, folks, we will see you then. And thank you once again for tuning in to the Readily Random Podcast. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform if you listen to this podcast. And go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even rate, maybe even review the show. I'd appreciate it. I just like hearing from you. So, but subscribe to the show and you get automatic content every Tuesday morning as soon as it is published. You don't have to do anything. I just, I just hand it to you right there in your device. It's awesome. Thanks again, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye.